Well, okay. So I'm supposed to go see an apartment today at like one. And originally I wasn't gonna go see it because this guy, I told him my price range, okay? It's like up to 2,500. I was like, that's as much as I'm willing to pay. And this man is sending me these listings. He's like, I have a bunch of listings. Look at this one. I'm like, good God, sir, that says 2,800. In what world does that look like it's in my price range? I'm so sick and tired of these realtors. I have been conversing for the past six months with like 10 different realtors and that's not an exaggeration. It's literally 10 different realtors and they have lied to me aunt lied to me okay do you understand lies lies mentiras mentiras my god i'm just i'm just you know it's so, really bad i'm just so spanish yeah i'm just so frustrated i'm just really really frustrated with this entire process because it's just not working out we did find one place and we're probably gonna end up with that one place and it's mm. and to be honest it's the only place that we've actually seen physically you know what surprises me though lex it's just like why do you have a realtor in the first place i thought everyone was doing that thing where you just looked up stuff and then you i did no that's not a thing who tells people that i wouldn't know where these people find <laughs> that's these what places. i did well the kids when I was in London and I was looking for my place I just like I, I went on like it's like roommate.com or something or like uh, there's a whole bunch of them I that you go roommate. on and you just that's the thing no but it, or it's like share or like room share or whatever it is and you just go on and I emailed I a whole bunch what, of people I I and I went to see like two things because okay. I'm, I'm getting like heart palpitations like thinking about this I just I, I, you know what we should talk about Lex our podcast oh we should and that's us. like why we're here to do this yes yes it is and for all three viewers or listeners no, they're listening three this hasn't even come out yet <laughs> is, well, that your, no, is that your no, projection three, you're just like three, three. listeners will be excited that we're back because we've been gone for like you mean are, are, are you you're talking about our fan base yeah that's like mom yeah and dad yeah not even our cousin listens. <laughs> no, not even our cousin. Because why would he do that? It's okay. We do this for <laughs> That's us just anyway. supportive. We just like hearing ourselves talk. <laughs> cool. So what are we talking about today, Lux? Oh, okay. So today's musical is going to be a classic, one that everyone knows and loves. Though I shouldn't assume that. You really shouldn't. No, because I'm taking like a sheltered English course right now, and it just and the entire point of the course is that you're not supposed to assume that everyone knows like the same types of truth. Wait, 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 wait. What is the name of this in- English course? Sheltered English course. Sheltered English immersion. What does that mean? Can you be immersed in something if you're sheltered? You know what? That's off topic. Anywho, <laughs> that's good. I just want to know. I want to know. We're talking about. It. Anywho, we're talking about Cinderella. Oh, we're talking about Cinderella, not how, about how my course makes no sense. Cool. Let's get on. Let, let's get in it. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about the Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Uh, yeah. And I didn't know this, but did you know that this musical was actually written for television? Like the 1957 version with Julie Andrews. It I do was recall for that television. Special. I do recall this. Oh, I you, do recall this. Do I don't recall. know why. I do recall. I don't know why, though. I that's me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's the ambulance going by. Um, I do remember hearing about that, but I don't. I don't know how or why that ever came up. I mean, ever. Um, we are musical theater fans. That, that doesn't surprise me. No, but it wasn't, it wasn't in the context of musical theater. I think I was taking, I think I was doing like opera camp and I think it came up in opera camp. You did opera camp? I did opera camp for like 
three months in the summer. It's great. Okay, so let's move they on. Um, it is the only Rodgers and Hammerstein musical written for television. Um, it was originally a live CBS, uh, not NBC. I'm so used to the NBC ones. Um, and it was released on March 31st, 1957. And Julie Andrews played the title role. Since yeah. then, there have been a number of stage productions of this said musicale. Um, one of which I want to mention, if you can find it on YouTube, it's fantastic. It's um, an all-female Japanese cast. What? Really? Yeah, no, seriously. Have you never seen that one? No. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Like, a couple of J-pop stars are in it, and it's just an all-female cast of Cinderella. I mean, what's a musical without some J-pop stars? Oh, I know, I know. I I think that's where Broadway lacks, is J-pop stars. I mean, and K-pop. And and K-pop stars, no. That's my next musical. No, Broadway can't handle the fandom. (laughs) (laughs) They can't handle the the fandom. The fandom would just, they would just, I don't know, it would would be ridiculous. Could you imagine? No, I can't. I can't. Well, Uh, I once did see Block B, though, in um in Times Square it was a good it was a big moment for me <laughs> it was before I knew who Block B was and they were just like outside hanging out and I was like what are all these people with weird hair doing outside well anywho um okay. can you tell us the story of Cinderella Aunts um I can try it's it's really simple it's 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 based on that classic um fairy tale story um which is um, there, there's a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me more. Her name is Cinder. <laughs> I don't know what her real name is. She has you a real name. It's not Cinderella. Sometimes they have her name be Ella, and they just call her Cinder Ella because yeah. she sits by the like Brandy says. You no, know, they call me Cinderella because I sit by I sit by the fire. I, I like and to sit by the fire and let the cinders. What is it? And sometimes the cinders like go. On my, I don't remember the exact line. But I don't it was remember, beautiful. but I do remember her face when she said that, and I remember being really young. And <laughs> and just completely going, that's why she's black. <laughs> no, wow, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't progressive of me as a as like a six year old. A six year old um, black girl. That's a six year old black girl. Did you girl. think that's where your skin tone came from? Yeah, I did. I was always really confused about like cause nobody sat me down and told me why I was black. They were just like, Here here you are, a black person. And I was like, Cool, cool. Do we all know why? And they're like, now we'll just skip that question. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. So Brandy gave me my Brandy gave me my origins of um, of skin. I now know exactly why, like in pigmentation and okay. Thing. Well, I get that melanin. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on from the melanin conversation and let's talk about the story ons. Do we have to? Okay. Um. <laughs> right. So um. Right. So there's a, a a girl Cinderella. She's like 16, I think. Okay. Right? Well, you young. you have too many specifics. Do you want me to just do it? <laughs> no. This is my bit. This is the part I always do. Um, so this girl, she's Cinderella. She's young. Um, she lives with her uh, two stepsisters and her stepmom because her dad died and left her there, and it was sad. Um, my favorite, by the way, my favorite um, Cinderella story is one with Drew Barrymore. Oh, ever after? Where her dad after. just like keels over on the horse. Like, oh, his fa- her father died and like literally like they 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 pan the camera to him on the horse and he just keels over he and dies up. and then you just feel in that mo- one moment i felt i felt like i was drew barrymore because we we're all just like what the <laughs> <laughs> and that was like her face exactly you're just like oh oh, oh that's great so that's there has movie. so oh yeah yeah keep going um yeah so her two stepsisters um and her stepmother um 
and um, yeah, and then they all get in, invited to a ball because the prince is having a ball because meanwhile in Prince Land, he needs to find a suitor, a wife, um, because his parents are like, you got to get married because we don't want to take care of you no more. And he's like, no, I want to be wild. I want adventure in the great wide somewhere. Um, and, <laughs> and they're like, no, we'll throw you this ball. And if you find someone, all great. If you don't, well, I mean, I guess you can go out and find adventure in the great wide somewhere. So, I mean, he doesn't go into this really optimistic. Um, no, the prince then, doesn't really have that many consequences if he doesn't find a lady. He, I mean, he can't find adventure in the great wide somewhere. But I think, um, <laughs> I think, I, I think the most important bit is that um, the Cinderella, Cinderella step um, people, they basically all get invited except for her, and then she's all kind of like, "Woe is me." Um, and then Whitney Houston shows no, up. No, no, she gets invited. Her stepmother doesn't want her to go because she's like, my stepdaughter is beautiful. I don't want the prince to, you know. Oh, right, because there's a whole thing. She's like, um, can I get, do you, like, could I go to the bar? And, and Bernadette Peters comes in and is like, you want to go to the bar, Cinderella? <laughs> why are you dancing with the prince? It's why it's laughable. It's laughable. My favorite I line. love the way she says that. Oh, oh, it's embedded in my memory forever. But anyway, um, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, she does get invited, but they don't want her to go. They lock her in. I'm still not sure how that works. It depends like, on which adaptation you're watching. There's different things. Anywho, she gets a drop. Well, either way, they prevent her from going to the ball, but then Whitney Houston shows up, um, and she's like, we're going to go to the ball. And Brandy's all like, yeah, let's I've already messed up the characters. Um, the fairy godmother comes, and she's, she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, let's do this. And she basically, you know, gives her a dress um, and turns her pumpkin into a, a carriage and stuff to get some horses. Um, and she gets these glass zippers, which are super important. And then they go off to the ball, and she dances her butt off, and they have a nice little song together. Um, and then she's got to leave because the magic fades at midnight, which is a terrible oversight because everyone knows that the party doesn't get started until midnight. <laughs> then she leaves. Um, and then she accidentally leaves a glass slipper. Um, and then she goes back to the kingdom, and the prince is like, this is the one. This is it. I'm not going to go off and start my great adventure in the what? What is it? Great wide somewhere. In the great wide somewhere without this woman. So he like goes out and tries to find her. Um, he starts his author of the kingdom, and finally he gets to the house and stepmother's trying not to get her in. But anyway, he, we all know the story. He puts the 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 slipper on the foot, and it's that you you Cornelius, you're alive moment. And no, <laughs> it's definitely um, that's also one of my favorite. Um, but we're not like, talking about the Belina odds. We're already ten minutes into his explanation. <laughs> can we talk about them? That's a great. No, a great they live happily story. ever after. Yeah, I mean, presumably, we don't know. Like they met at a okay. ball. Okay. Well, and you know, everyone's like, you shouldn't meet at a club. That's exactly what they did. They met at a club and they got married. Well, the 2013 revival, which we will be talking about today. Great segue, Ons. I knew oh, you yeah. planned it like that. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. Sure. Didn't want to talk about Thumbelina at Ch- all. Changed it so they meet before. Oh, no, wait, hold up. They meet before in the 1997 adaptation. Well, what we're we gonna talk about. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And they meet. Well, they meet before in the um, uh, 
in 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 the brandy version too. That's the one I'm, I just said that. Nineteen ninety seven. Yes, I was, for some way in my mind I thought you said nineteen seventy seven, and no, I was like, nah, that's not no, brandy. She, no, no. So if you didn't know, the adaptations that we'll be talking about today is the Cinderella nineteen ninety seven film for TV special produced by ABC, starring. Can we just call it the brandy one. Yeah, well, it's starring Brandy, Whitney Houston, Burnett Peters. Whoopi Goldberg, um, Victor Garber, is that his name? And no Jason Alexander, and that Ugh, really, really favorite. hot prince. Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. hasn't done? Has he done stuff after? <clears throat> it's a great mystery of our generation. He it's did like, an episode of Law and Order, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Prince! Is he having a ball?" <laughs> 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 and then the other adaptation that we'll be talking about is a 2013 um, <clears throat> stage adaptation on Broadway. On Broadway, which on we Broadway. both saw not together, but we saw. We see, oh, I was gonna say we didn't see it together. We didn't did see we? it together. No, because yeah. I got. Tickets through um through someone. Yeah, did you get tickets through someone? I got student rush tickets for thirty nine bucks. No, I got free tickets and I got to go backstage and I met Enharada. It was a big it was a big moment. Well, for me. good for you. And that star- stars Laura Osnes. Except Santino wasn't there. And Santino Fontana. I had I saw Santino. He was fantastic. I've seen him. I didn't see him. He wasn't as the prince. Like I've seen him in. He's quite. No, this is this is the first time it was on Broadway. So it had never been on Broadway before. This was the first adaptation. Cool. So what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today we're going to be comparing the two as we do in our podcast. Occasionally we compare and occasionally we just talk about adaptations and why they suck. Like in Rent. No, we're not talking about Thumbelina. It's not happening. I think we should. I mean, I think the real problem is that why hasn't anyone done a musical about Thumbelina? Because it's a terrible... Terrible. It has a terrible score. It has terrible music. A, oh, I mean, they call her a twig, but a twig's so big. Oh I mean, that's relatable to every aspect I of mean, your life. I mean, you know what? It makes me really question because Barry Manilow wrote the music. And didn't Barry Manilow go Juilliard? I mean, there's some wonderful... Let me be your wings. Let me be your only love. Let me take you high above the stars. Which is a ripoff of A Whole New World. It is. And also, I'm always confused about why people want to go beyond the stars. You can't breathe out there. Okay. So, overall... Which one did you like better? <laughs> um, so I'm completely biased. I think we all <laughs> um, Because the 1997 version with Brandon and Whitney Houston, I rock with so hard. And mainly because um, that was my first introduction. I think possibly to Rodgers and Hammerstein. Um, oh, no, Anz. We were way into the Hammerstein. We? Yes. I like how you know my history better than I do. When I'm just... <laughs> I know because dad shows musicals at the same time. And I remember this definitely came after we saw Carousel, which now that I'm thinking about it, huh, some questionable parent choices. I mean, like a lot of um, there's a lot like hair. Did he need to introduce that to us when we were like... <laughs> I know we were five. I don't know. No, we were much um, younger was, when he introduced there. That was that was, and he would like skip certain songs on the thing. Like like we couldn't go back and listen to them when we were on our own. Mm-mm. So anyway, um, but yeah, 1997 was my jam. Um, I enjoyed the 2013 ad- um, adaptation, uh, mainly because um, mountains, meadows, bends. I it was a line that I never knew that I needed <laughs> oh, in my life. But, like, that's uh, my favorite guy. Was the harmony. 
the mountains, meadows, beds. Is it beds? But, um, but also, like the you know the 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 costume changes were wonderful. Um, I think um, Santino just gave me so much life oh, as the yes. prince. I love that. Um, I'm not a huge Laura Oz's fan. Like I could take her or leave her, but she but she did really well in the role. Mm-hmm. So I think like I, like overall it was a great production. And there's nothing like going live and hearing an orchestra play that overture. So I think yeah I th- I think it's hard to compare. Um, but like Whitney Houston singing impossible like will Things always. Now the singing portion of the podcast. Oh yeah, oh we do sing. <laughs> we do sing quite a lot. What about you, Lex? What did you? Which one do you like? Um, I have to agree with you that the 2013 one was mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. My favorite part is like um, they had trees, like at the beginning they had trees like that were outline um that were on the edge of the stage and then they opened up. And that was the set. So like the trees were kind of like the um, the curtains. Oh yeah. And then they had that yeah. really really cool um, giant monster in the beginning, mm-hmm. which was based off of a- that was like never talked about again. No, no, it looked cool. It did look. Cool. <laughs> it looked really cool. The costume changes were amazing. Like, good on who who was the costume designer? Was it William Ivy? I think that's his name. Um, like kudos to him. Like those are amazing costumes. I did like some of the storyline. Um, I did find it a bit too. Uh, it, it got though, mad political real quick. It did. It got super political. I I did like the entire like Cinderella takes like um, control of her own fate, and I did like the fact that she actually had a rapport with the prince. Not like I just saw you and we're in love. Like they yeah. actually had conversations. Yeah, they build a relationship. Yeah, and she had good ideas for the kingdom and i was like yeah good on you cinderella but i do have to say the 1997 one has has a soft spot in my heart even though the graphics are horrible everything else was fantastic it was a beautiful set and it was was not a diverse cast i'm not even like hello the like amazingly diverse cast but i think one of the big things is that like like and everyone's always like oh whitney houston but one of my favorite characters is jason alexander oh i love jason alexander giving a ball like that is like if you're ever sad you should just watch that whole you totally should thing it will automatically make you feel better he also has the best lines in there my favorite jason alexander line is like if he just wants to kill me why doesn't he take out his carriage and run over me just be quicker <laughs> he just says it like so fast. Um, but but him and Bernadette Peters. This is just gonna be us just fan over over this movie. But when Bernadette, he and Bernadette Peters, um, and she's trying to like seduce him. Oh my like, god! Your hair. It's so oh the skin. <laughs> the skin. The skin. Uh, uh, okay. So moving on. So let's talk about the storyline. Um, because there are quite a few differences in the story. Um, yeah. Let me just let me just point something out that I really did not like about the 2013 one that just bothered me. <laughs> this is like 
I I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it just felt a little too good at two shoes to me. Come out and say it, Lexi. Just come out and say it. It just no. It it just said just felt like a little too like Disney princess. Like everything's great. Oh my God! Stop talking. Stop doing the Thumbelina thing. That's a terrible song. If you follow your heart, and um the part the part that that like really got to me was when they're at the ball and like they're playing this game like which came out of nowhere and the game is basically you just have to insult people and i was like i like this game and then cinderella was like no let's do a new game where we compliment everyone it's all the rage in all the kingdoms i'm like shut cinderella (laughs) i think (laughs) and she's trying to spread kindness and i I did like you know people came up they're like i really love the food here i thought that was cute but like that entire concept i felt it was too too goody two shoes to for me i mean it's too white i think one of the i think one of the things about it is is that because like you said it was made for tv and so when you adapt it to stage you have a lot you like you have a lot more time <laughs> and so I think there, there are things that you you have to do I mean there's that cute storyline too with the stepsister and the oh, guy I love that oh he oh I forgot his name the one who was always like pontificating about um the political the, like, injustices yeah. in the kingdom I I'm, I'm not gonna lie I always skip his song but I think that um <laughs> oh his intro on, I didn't like his intro in that song yeah but um but I liked that I liked that 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 was a great addition because I think it is quite I think one of the things that I always have a problem with the stepsisters is that this is the, the the lament is is it's great um what's oh, hysterical <clears throat> It's it's amazing, but I think that like and the stepmother as well. I think they 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 do get these kind of one dimensional thing. Like they're funny and they're evil, and that's it. And I think Cinderella in and of itself is it's quite um, an easy one to be like Cinderella's good, the prince is good, and stepmother bad, <laughs> really <laughs> bad, sisters bad, bad godmother ugly, good, which <clears throat> like always rubbed me the wrong way because I was like this was definitely I was she was beautiful by a because man. of Bernard. That Peters was is, is beautiful, and I always wanted her hair. Oh yeah, I, I still want her hair. And she wore that like green dress thing that was gorgeous. But I think the problem with the stepsisters in general is that it's just I hate storylines where girls hate on girls because of their looks. Oh yeah, I think it's just a terrible, um, cheap, it's mad petty. It is super petty, and I honestly, it, that's how you could tell it was written by a guy because this is what guys think that girls think yeah guys how do we make a, a dynamic story in which there's actual conflict between two females we'll just make one super pretty <laughs> and attractive to us and the other one will be and the other super one jealous. just wishes that she could be attractive to us to us we'll have them go at it seems dynamic man yeah and then everything they do will just revolve around us exactly totally, totally, they'll be totally fighting great. over us genius genius yeah no that's very much how it feels like <clears throat> yeah i mean i i think that's i mean i don't know how much of that is 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 like i mean i don't think any of that's really rogers and hammer signs oh no i think oh, that no. just has to do with the, <laughs> the no, story it's, it's, in and of itself and how it was developed through time and stuff i know god my finger really <laughs> they just said that. i just had this vision of them sitting in their room going hey, they'll all see <laughs> Still be playing this on YouTube in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So like I was saying, the 2013 one is really progressive because Cinderella is like super proactive. And like the 1997 one is like progressive because it's so diverse. But does that diversity really make it progressive? I So again, it's at, like, oh, at the end of the day, it's still Cinderella. Cinderella is it like and, and just the 1997 version in general. That is my blind spot, man. Like it could have been <laughs> it could have been talking about like uh, like anything. And I would still be like, that was the best movie of all time, because I do think it was so, so important that there was a black Cinderella mm-hmm. and that she was singing these great words. Um, from time and that it was I mean it was I was a kid when I saw it and there are bright colors and there is you know a prince who wasn't like your traditional prince but he was somebody who looked like 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 kids that I grew up with in school and And stuff and I think we got to see a black female sing music other than R&B which was big for us which was so big (laughs) it was really big because it was before Audra had come out and like and destroyed the world amazing in my house yeah and basically just took the world and was like you're mine now Mm-hmm. Um, I'll but- clap at you at my six Tony Awards. <laughs> <laughs> one by one, you should all bow to the power of Audrey McDonald. But um, I think, because um, that's really what happened in our house. But I think that was really, really important to me. And I think, yeah, that that does make up for every... I mean, I, I think at a young age, it's not about the story, really. It's, it's You're still kind of in that visual kind of mode. Mm-hmm. You're still kind of like, look at what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing, it's cool. And you're still emulating that. Like, I remember you used to dress up. Like, you remember your queen constantly? What do you mean? I used to. <laughs> that's true. You still dress up. Oh. But when you were little, you I was looking at wigs the put, other day. And you, but you used to put you were you were a big fan of wigs. I love um, wigs. You used to put the um the blanket over your head, the yellow one, and pretend like it was your hair, and you were this like long, and you had this like long flowing like blonde hair. And Whoopi Goldberg does a um a skit on that. Uh, about you know being young and having this like long pretty blonde hair but I mean the reality is that's that's all we saw about princesses um they were that they were tall and they were skinny and they were blonde and they got saved by these and they were white these yeah by these white dudes um who cared about them I guess I don't know but I I think that alone makes it progressive Mm. Mm mm-hmm and that's really important. And I think, yeah, 2013, that was a, that was a, that was a different type of progression. But I think I still don't think their cast was diverse enough. I mean, um, no, no, they they had they had Kiki Palmer come in. That was like after. I know it was. After. <laughs> that I was know. like after. It was way that after. Was, it was one of. The, I remember looking at their cast and being like, "This is a really white cast." I mean, no, to be I fair, thought though, that most things on Broadway. I'm still like, "This is really, really white." Yeah, <laughs> it's just just something that pops. I mean. Even things, and actually, this is um, good. Like I was, th- I was looking at um, like Dear Evan Hansen the other day, and I was like, are there, are there black? There's people one. With Dear there's, Evan they Hansen? have a token black person. Oh, they got, they I got the one. I don't know if the, the most progressive show, and I'm doing air quotes, the most progressive mm-hmm. show on Broadway knows that they have a token black person. Do they, do they have any Asians or like? Nope. No. Mm-mm. No. Cool. It's one All black right, person, no, um, and then there's a bunch of white people, and then the, and 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 then it wins all the awards. But yeah, I think, and, then, and then it wins all the awards. I mean, that's, I mean, it's almost like a recipe. But I think. <laughs> 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 um, 
so I think no giving um I think it's absolutely important that your main character um who is a who is is a woman right and is a is is progressive and does have ideas that are political and not just like oh I'm in love with the prince I think that was absolutely important and some of the lines that she says are really great however I think that's tackling the most obvious mm-hmm. and the easiest thing about it um without actually kind of I don't know digging a little bit deeper because I think there's this weird idea that musical theater should be fun oh god I hate that. and that yeah and that it should be there's lots of um, many, turn turn many... kick and turn turn kick and, and, <laughs> kick, and, turn. and buttons and kick turn kick turn keep it happy keep it happy <laughs> I think <laughs> keep it happy keep it happy keep it gay I think um, but I think that it, it, like we, we fall into this, into this kind of thing and I think when people I remember when I went to see it there was um you because you, you have to remember who your audience is, right? That we're getting a lot of people for, who are tourists coming in. This could be their first show, oh, um, and so they want to be tourists. entertained. There was a couple behind me. I don't even know how this happened. We we're we're sitting there. It was me and um, my manager at the time, and um, some other people. And the overture start and the overture started, and they started opening up McDonald's. Are you serious? How, how did you get that in the McDonald's door? in there? You know those ushers. Like those oh. people are scary. Oh, no. They Wait, I've seen uh, them like tackle people podcast? before about ushers, about like ushers. mad respect. Like, yeah, like no super respect, <laughs> respect to the ushers. But all uh, the worst experiences I've ever had in the theater were because of r- ushers. When I went to go see, uh, no, I'll tell you. When I went to go see the Great Comet, the woman next, to me, like the, the usher who like put us in, she was an older woman, and she complimented my dress. She's like, "Oh my god, your mm-hmm. bag is so cute." She's like, "You're gonna have such a good time at the show." And I was like, "Oh, it's my second time seeing it." She goes, "Oh my god, I'm so happy, right?" And I was like, "Oh, we bonded, right?" Throughout the entire show this woman was freaking talking to her co-worker and i literally was like i paid i was like i do not have that much money lady and i paid 70 dollars for these tickets and you are talking you are talking you paid 70 dollars yes that's pretty cheap though i know Ooh, sorry that's i was like you are talking over lucas still singing Mm-mm. no mm. no i was pissed anywho i'm sorry that was a short little rant was it? Because <laughs> it's okay. I'll make my own podcast about ushers one day. <laughs> You'll see. Sure. You all see. Um, but yeah, I think so. To come back to what we were originally talking about, I yes. think it's about the audience, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there are there is this fear um, that if you make things too radical, if you make things too diverse, if you make things too quote unquote unex- inaccessible, right, to your average audience, that they're not going to want to come and see it. That's yeah. No, I I I, I get. Broad- it's all about money. It takes so much money to make a show. Oh, it, it does. really does. It's Especially something like that. Yeah. They had people flying. Just- there was so much glitter. So this is how I felt about Cinderella being so diverse is it felt like it didn't just feel like they just casted, you know, a, a black character. Like it felt like a like almost like a black story. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Because now here and here's what I'll tell you why. It's because Oh, because Whoopi Goldberg was also in it? I mean, besides the fact that Whoopi Goldberg Celie herself Listen, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of her with the three lines. What, what did she say? Which one? I curse you, mister. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I, I had I had a silly moment. <laughs> I was go- I was about to sing, but then I was like, no, nah, that that yeah, we much, should save that. Um, no, it's like it's almost like a black story because Cinderella deals with all of this hardship, but she deals with all this hardship in the most positive way possible. Like she always has a positive attitude. Like I think I think everyone thinks like especially with the with the 1950s. Um, Disney version that Cinderella is just is just so passive but you know Cinderella Cinderella is is like a champ man she's because got she, that, she deals with all of that stuff but she deals with it in such a like and she's still happy and she's still so nice she's not bitter and callous about the world what? okay so what really what really what really solidified it to me like if you're gonna go like that that it was a black story because I'm, I'm behind that mm-hmm. do you remember that moment when um, Bernadette Peters is like coming down she's going back up the stairs after they sing the song about how they imagine it would be at the ball right mm. and she's like nah she's like did you dancing with the prince it's laughable, it's laughable. right that wonderful line I love that line um, and then Brandy turns around and does the most OG thing ever and she goes wow <laughs> why is it so hard for you to believe because you're coming Cinderella <laughs> your mother was coming and so are you um, I'm not gonna quote the whole movie but yeah that was that to me um i don't know i like i i can't i don't have a great memory of the 2013 version of it um but i don't know if there was ever a time when she's just kind of like Ugh, like you know why I mean? you why are like, you so mean yeah, yeah. like why are you so bitter lady like i don't remember that ever happening but brandy brought it and i was like yes yeah. and she did it in like the perfect way it was just like why oh yeah and you know what at the end they do show her brandy like i remember this so vividly she's packing because brandy's leaving brandy's like I'm done with this. On that midnight train to Georgia? Even on the midnight train to Georgia. Yeah, no, she's packing. Like, when the prince comes and, like, um, he comes into the room, she's packing, and the only reason why she stops, like, from leaving is because the horses are there. First of all, those horses are the greatest, like, deus ex machina ever. Love the horses. Without their horses, there would be no Cinderella. No, literally, because that's the way that her and the prince come together in the beginning. They run mm-hmm. over her her um, her hat boxes, oh, yeah, and then at the end, they stop her from leaving so the prince can run out and be... <laughs> It's in a line. It's just like those worlds. Yes, always getting in the way of things. (laughs) Always getting in the way of things. The greatest dialogue ever written. I know. I know. They must be going somewhere important. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So here's another question. Do you Mm. feel like the 1997 movie was stunt casted? Or do you feel like those people deserve to be in that movie? I mean, besides the Gober, who deserves everything. I mean, I like... There should be a campaign for Whoopi Goldberg just being in every just in every. I miss Whoopi Goldberg acting. Deadpool, Whoopi Goldberg and Deadpool. I would really appreciate. I would that. appreciate that too. Um, I don't know. See, but the thing is, like, I don't know if she wants to, you know, because she she's got her thing with the View now, yeah. and you know, but you know, she just probably doesn't want to be running around different countries trying to film. So anyway, yeah. Um, let's not Whoopi. I, like, I'd totally be behind that. But anyway, um, yes and no. Like, I think uh, Brandy obviously was, was, you know, that was like the height of Brandy, 
right? Um, well, you know why she was in it is because um, the producers approach Whitney Houston and they're like, we want you to be in this. And Whitney Houston's like, I got your perfect Cinderella right here. Because I think that Whitney Houston was her was her mentor at the time, was Brandy's oh, mentor. Because okay. Brandy was like, what, 19? When she, she was young. She was, she was yeah. really young. She was really young. But um, so, yeah, I think those, I think, um, like Whitney Houston is obviously stunt casting, but th- I don't it mind. Good stunt casting. It was. It's not like seeing um, like Terrence Howard in Chicago. Uh, oh no, it's Cuba Gooding in Chicago. He's here in London. Oh my god! Chicago. Seriously, what? No, why? Yeah. Um, no one's really sure, but that's what he's doing. Oh, um, so, uh, uh, you know, because then you're just like, because that, that's the question that you ask. You're just like, why? <laughs> yeah, I know. Why, that's how I feel a lot thing? about the NBC ones is like, do this. Like, I haven't even like watched this. Um, but yeah, I think the pro- the problem is, 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 is that... Um, um, I think you get a lot of people again when you're making decisions out of fear, right? So if you as a producer are saying I'm going to hire um, these great people because I'm afraid that this in and of itself isn't going to get enough ratings or this in and of itself isn't going to be um, to, to garner enough money or revenue or whatever it is, um, then that's an act out of fear. Mm-hmm. It's not an act. It's not an act out of desire to make your production better and i think you know that's when you really that's when you start getting in trouble mm-hmm. when you start casting people and then like double casting so yeah you know, <laughs> people used to have like this is her acting and then we'll have a double cast for the dancing <laughs> well here my thought is that they hired enough talented stage actors to make up for the stunt casting i mean of like regular movie which is stars. which is bold because we all know that sometimes that don't transfer mm-hmm. well like we've all seen those stage actors when you're like ooh, ooh no yeah. that was uh that was that was that was loud that was a loud performance <laughs> very, very loud yeah, very loud very lots of hands and lots of eyebrows <laughs> so many eyebrows um yeah so i i but i think it works for the genre that it's mm-hmm. in you know yeah cool what's your next question okay um who was your favorite Moving character in um in each version each version uh, lionel yeah lionel I was very sad they didn't have him in the 2000s. Like they don't. Me too, because I was like, uh, "Where's Lionel?" Where's I was like, Lionel? "That is the only song that I thoroughly enjoy." I know it's not true. I love oh, all Jason songs, Alexander's but... entire like dance. Oh, Jason Alexander should have won like an Emmy for that. Did he win the Emmy? I don't know if he won the Emmy. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he did. He should have no. won an Emmy. He should have won the Oscar. He should have won everything. If we everything. go back in time, that's what we'll do. Like, I know. We'll just fix it. We'll just way. fix it. We'll just. I don't even think he was nominated though, so we'd have to do a lot of work. Oh yeah, we 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 definitely would. And I have to say, in the 2013 one, Santino's character, the prince, is my favorite because he sings that song. Who me? Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> that is that is like my theme song for life. I do like how they gave me, the the prince so much depth. Like he was actually having existential crisis he was very and they put him on that island oh they put him on that island. <laughs> i forgot about 
on the island. That actually might be the best line in the 2013 one. He's like, I, you put me on the island. With all boys. With all boys. Why did I you do that? Was, <laughs> why did you do why that? Did you do that? The fact that um, we can still remember it five years later means yes, it was a good line. True. I think it's actually on the soundtrack, though. Is it on the soundtrack? No, it's not on the soundtrack. I think I think that says a lot about like Santino in general, though. I think that that was like a testament because I don't know. I you know how sometimes you see leading men and they're they're just hunky, mm-hmm. you know, and you swoon and you're just like, oh, I want that man to sing to me forever, or as in recent kind of like um, this this kind of recent newer musicals, they're just like angsty. <laughs> they are very <laughs> angsty, aren't they? They're so angsty. Um, we're going through some kind of like I feel like I I feel like musical theater is going through like an adolescence because <laughs> I just see all these like angsty men singing all these high notes and, and belting know, their hearts was, out. They were they were bright eyed, innocent children and now they're angsty. What's going what's gonna be like when they get to their their they're twenty year old like Jack Kelly's that's what that's what it reminds it's just oh, like, like a bunch of Jack God. Kelly's but just, that's my new thesis now. Um, why Jack Broadway is just a bunch of Jack Kelly's <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but like, but instead of that, you've got this guy who's kind of goofy and doesn't really has no idea what his life's about. Really, um, or has that many like social skills, or, or like yeah, very few. Yeah, um, but very he few social this girl. skills. He clicks with this girl, and and she's got her stuff together. And no, it so, makes sense why they come together. Yeah, they do complement each other very well. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. That's all I got to say about that. I know. I just wish. Um, I just wish they had more diversity in that cast. I'm just I'm just reading I'm reading this next question <laughs> on my screen. Which can I read the question out yes, loud? Yes, you can. Why is Broadway so white? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was transitioning to. You know, this is this is a very long line and we're gonna have I feel like we're just gonna have to keep repeating it in different podcasts. It's oh it's gonna pop up in a lot of podcasts. <clears throat> but I think um I th- I I think it's about um I was talking to somebody about this the other day about just kind of whiteness in theater and why it's so white but it is about the blanket it is about, of whiteness <laughs> a sea of whiteness a sea of white uh, um, and then a few speckles of, the, the, <laughs> of brown and other um, because I, I feel like that a lot in London too although it's getting better but I, for, a, for the longest time you could only really go into theater if you could afford to go into theater mm-hmm. um, and people who were of different colors different minorities um, and things like that did, couldn't really historically afford that um and i think just now you're starting to see um you're starting to see a lot more diversity and it's and it's hard because um like i was telling somebody theater is definitely one of those um industries that you hire who you know mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. how you get a lot of jobs um that's how i got so my job <laughs> if you need if you need a writer you're probably going to hire somebody who you went to school with who's nine times out of ten it's going to be that white dude who was like down the you know who was in the next dorm from you and that's and that's always how that's that's traditionally how it's been is that like old white man's club um, oh, most, so it, most definitely, because theater is Broadway is definitely targeted to middle class white families. Yeah, yeah, it is. A lot and of the problems that you see in musical theater, like shows that become very popular, are often geared towards that demographic. And yeah. now the demographic is is shifting to middle class white teenage girls. Yeah, which is strange, isn't it? It's a very <laughs> it's a very weird shift. And it, 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 it seemed really sudden. It's like. 
like it turned around and we're like, oh, out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. I see. Um, But I don't think I I think it is getting better. Like we we like Hamilton did wonders. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, one show does not make up for hundreds of shows. Well, the the great comet did great. And oh yeah, <laughs> and, and you you just always you're just always trying to work it back it into is. a conversation. And also, I was gonna no, I was gonna mention Carousel because I always try to mention Carousel oh, and yeah. everything too. That is one of my favorite. Yeah, and like just Audrey McDonald as a human being. Um, oh yeah, I feel she like it's, I feel like she's just carried a whole bunch. <laughs> well, Nor- Norm um, Lewis is her. the first black phantom. Norm Lewis, yeah, which which was recent. Was it was it like two thousand? We saw it. On, we saw him. In, we both know, of us do not, are not big fans. We're not fans of the fan of the opera, but we went out to see it just to support. For Norm. For Norm. For Norm. We did it for Norm. Yeah. And we also saw Sierra but I think it's I think it's getting better. I think the 2013, but there still is, I, weirdly enough, there there's this weird idea about things that are classical being white, right? Um, which is why Carousel is such an important thing because it, it stars a black man um, and it is kind of classical or traditional musical theater um and it's 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 about showing right it's about showing Mm -hmm. that people of different colors of different um ethnicities of different um orientations can you know can like also have a stock in things that have been traditionally white for the longest time and i think that is uh, immensely important, um, but mm-hmm. uh, but you see, I was here um, in London a, a couple of years ago, and we were we were talking about um, what to do about nothing, and um, a, a girl had seen. I think I think that's the one that they did, or was it as you like it? I know there's one that Denzel is in, um, and she said I didn't like it because it was just inaccurate, and we were like, why? And she's like, well, Denzel's in it, and there weren't black people. In Shakespeare's time, I really hate people's argument. The phone. You know what? That's a a lot of people have that argument about Hamilton too. Yeah, Yeah. and they and it's very strange because I'm like, well. Okay, so we didn't go back to Shakespeare in time for this. Like that, that, that wasn't that. That's not. We weren't. We weren't time travel. We didn't all get in a machine and go like, yes, we were just going to look at this as if it was exactly in Shakespeare's time. Like nobody agreed to that. Um, but it was. But she felt very strongly about this, and I think a lot of people have this idea about classical, whatever, whether it be classical opera, whether it be classical ballet. Even this happens a lot in in ballet and the dance. Oh world. my god. Um, we only we only touch on the dance world and like classical theater and definitely music theater that musical theater that because we um, as minorities um, were cut out from that narrative early on that we then have no stock in it later for some reason like it's not ours well it's amazing that we've been cut out for for, for so long because so much of our influence is is everywhere i mean the, i don't in, i in i the, still believe that there wouldn't there would not be a broadway if there weren't black people oh no there, honestly, there wouldn't be a lot of things if there weren't black people <laughs> Let, let's let's be honest i mean come yeah. on they stole jazz from us they stole like they stole rock and roll 
like there's that entire thing where like black people are still not sure if we like the Beatles so like (laughs) yeah yeah so so there's a there's a lot of that and and I feel a lot of what happens in in Broadway is that that you can cast like that's the thing you can cast like you know um not to bring up the great comment again but i'm going to do it anyway but you know how they had oak as pierre right oh yeah yeah like you can have like like african-american or people of color be in those roles the only problem i have with that is um sometimes and not oak like this is just in general sometimes the quality of those people are not good that's right that's also another thing and then like diversity for the sake of diversity yeah you can't cast diversity for the sake of diversity and that like that's that's the same with all types of media in general like i like i feel like a lot of it has to do with just casting diversity instead of casting people that are actually you know deserving of that and that are talented enough to to um to actually to, to pull it off and then another thing is there's not enough stories of of people of color on the great white way yeah so, well i was it's so weirdly i was i was I, this is a big thing that's happening now because my school just got knocked for not having a lot of diversity oh is that why the people um, were protesting outside did you figure that, that out why the people were protesting no, outside we didn't well, know for the longest time because the president said um one thing i was because i was in the middle of doing thesis work just for everyone to know so my head was just kind of in a in a sand of thesis um ooh. Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> that made me uncomfortable. Can we edit that out? That, that's gross. Um, <laughs> but um, basically, yeah, so there's this idea of, you know, that the theater is still really white in the UK. Um, and um, there, was, there, was a, there was a proposition that was that was brought up about a quota, you know, and having to fulfill a quota. And um, what the president said, and I don't like to paraphrase people, but if you'd like to read it, it's in The Guardian, um, was that, you know, fulfilling a quota would bring down the standards of the school and it was the way that he yeah it was the way that he phrased it that was quite everyone was like oh my god and then the protest (laughs) the most british thing oh no how dare dare you you. and it's just you know and it was unfortunate it was this dude in a white in a bow tie and he's definitely super white um but what he was saying is i think exactly what you're saying is that he he doesn't want to start taking people into the institution because he needs to fill right he needs to fill spots for however many black people need or however Asian people he needs, but he would like to, you know, still bring in people based on their talent, not necessarily what they look like, but what they can do. Okay, so I feel like that's different um, a a white person saying that than the person of color saying that. I think it was just, I think, to be honest, it was more about the phrasing. I think it was the phrasing of it. I think it was the timing of it. I see what he's saying, but and I I get it, but, and I mean, they're calling for his resignation. It's a whole big thing. But but I think what's more important, just quickly on this, is that, um, is, is, um, in terms of institutions, is, is, is that there's no diversity in terms of staff right in terms of teaching mm -hmm, staff mm -hmm. and I think that is wildly important wildly important Mm -hmm. because it's one thing to tell a student who's who's preparing to go to drama school um and and for them to see okay there's nobody else in this room that looks like me but for them to go another three years into that and see nobody who looks like them um nobody who's going to go through the the tribulations that they specifically have to go through i mean all of that influences though the industry i think all of it 
it's just really late. Well, also like the transitioning into about music and getting back to Cinderella. So I do have a question here about like the orchestrations, like in the different um, in the different adaptations. And I remember watching this one interview with Laura Osnes, and they brought up the 1997 video. And she no, she said something that was like I was like taken aback. I was like, wow, that kind of sounded semi-racist. And I was like, why is no one talking about that? She said like they asked her if she liked it, and she's like, not really. I didn't like the orchestration. It sounded too like R and B and like hip hop. I'm once again I'm paraphrasing that's not the, exactly what she said you can go look up the interview it's like one of those Google talk things but she did say something along the lines of like um, I didn't really like the orchestrations because it was like two R&B and I was like what what is that supposed to mean like two R&B because I, I listen to the soundtrack when I'm feeling down I listen to the soundtrack from the movie a lot as everyone should yes as, as one should and it it does not or just it, everyone. anything it sounds more classical than the, the Broadway adaptation did like granted, during the impossible song, they do have a couple of that '90s like yeah, weird bass in there. That comes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that '90s bass. But I was like, that. I think that is a result of the time period even, more so than like having, like. But they also had R and B singers in there, so I, like they needed to have that type of rhythm in order for them to really, really move I along. Don't with wanna, the songs. I don't want to speak for anyone, but I, th- I think it has a lot to do with the riffs. Oh yeah. Well, there, were, uh, there are uh, not even that many like like Brandy, Whitney you, is quite tame okay, in her, yeah, in her no, riffing. Yeah, Wh- Whitney is quite tame. That is tamed, you know, Whitney. Whitney could go off. Yeah, Whitney could can, go she off. She can do some magnificent vocal um, things, for lack of a better word. Whatever you want to call it, <laughs> R- riffing to infinity. Yeah, riffing to um, infinity. But she had, she had a she had a great instrument. But I think I I, I, I again, it's taking something that was traditionally heard in things like R and B and gospel and rooted in black culture and bringing it to mainstream um, and you and you get reactions from it right because it's something that they've never heard before and something they've never experienced before and they don't know how to relate to so I, I think that's more of what it is and um, but again poor choice of words I think, I think what we learned very, today very if we learned anything that we should think about the we words should. that we use to communicate <laughs> the words yes um, words but, are important people but on a lighter note what is your favorite orchestration on what do you mean like, like my favorite song or no like, like like which one do you do you prefer do you prefer oh like like in terms of of the soundtrack and the music like which one um, do you feel does justice the to their Oscar and, and the Hammerstein and the chance to dance with you score um I like them for different reasons mm-hmm. right I like agree. I like the 2013 because I do feel like it's that kind of you get that kind of classical Broadway sound and feel to it um but again like I was just raised on that that um, that bass Brandy 19 I was I would I really wanted to not say that bass <laughs> but like that 1997 was what I was raised on and it was just it's it's it feels good it feels good but I, I i guess it depends on what kind of mood i'm in i can't really say which one is better i think they're just different yeah i agree they are they're just different so i got like yeah five minutes oh yeah <laughs> uh okay so let's move on um what's your favorite song um at different times in my life really i've had different favorite songs uh which i think said a lot about me but um <laughs> um 
it it has it has to be um uh, uh, uh it's the one that she and the prince sing ten minutes ago. Um, are you the sweet? Oh, do I love you? Lover's dream. Um, do I, I wait? Are you beautiful because I love you? Or I forgot the name of the song. Yeah. Or are you really as wonderful as you seem? That one. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, I went through phases where all I sang in the shower was the sweetest sound, which is, I know, not part of, like, the, the actual, yeah. yeah, it's not part of the canon, but that was, that was my jam. And obviously, impossible. Impossible is my jam. Because impossible things are happening every, every day. day. Yeah, no, that's my jam. That's my all-time favorite jam. So to do I will jam to that until I die. Things no, no, not that impossible. Stop bringing that up. No. <laughs> It's in, that's where my brain goes. Oh Those are the two impossibles I know. Oh my goodness. <sighs> well, let's let's wrap it up. So um, we went on a couple of rants. There's a lot. There, There's a lot about race. I didn't think that was gonna happen. Well, well, I mean, if if you really think about like it, it, like it was a big deal in a lot of African American children's lives. Like that was an integral part of their childhood. It was an integral part of our childhood, aunts. And I don't know if you know this, but we're black. No, I I did, I did. Are I you did. sure? Somebody told me when I was like eight. Oh wow, yeah. I just I just I just didn't know if you you knew because I just found yeah, that yeah, out. No, I'm black, I, aunts. I I I, just I mean, found that out. you know what's really sad though is that people people definitely find some kind of reason to remind me almost every day of my life yeah so mm. it's, it's like hey did you know that you're black what <laughs> like i start wearing signs on the front and the back well i think it's a very a caution it, i am black it's a very important topic and it'll probably be coming up in a lot of our podcasts that we'll be doing i think sadly I think we need to work on diversity in theater. We do. I think, I think you know, Hamilton was amazing. The Great Comet was amazing. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, what black is up person. with Dear Evan Hansen, man? What Dear Evan Hansen, one Dear black Evan person, Hansen. fantastic, man. Oh man, beautiful. I mean, I do. Well, you know what? I feel like we're gonna. I feel like people are gonna like get on us now because they probably have like a black person, like like three black people in their cast now. We just haven't looked. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, haven't. no. Last I checked, they had one. They had I don't one. No, I just like. It's like, what about a black Evan Hansen? Huh? Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Uh, yeah, I like uh, that. Just, yeah, just spitballing. Yeah, um, uh, like an Asian Evan Hansen, or, or um, some a non-white Evan Hansen. Yeah, universe, we put that out oh, there, yeah, make it happen. I'm just saying, you know, one of the greatest things, um, the uh, why I feel like we're put on this earth and why there are so many. Well, we're here to suffer and us die, and like different. <laughs> And like different, like but like different versions of humans and and whatnot, um, is is so that we can put these kind of puzzles together, you know, so we could see how things work with different people and different situations in them, and feel, figure out what people bring in that in in that realm of it. Yeah, and on that note, that was our thoughts on the 1997 and 2013 so adaptations of Cinderella. Oh, Thank you for listening. If you want to and Thumbelina oh my god <laughs> if you would like to watch Thumbelina things. go on Netflix I think it might be on Netflix in the USA if you're in if you're in the UK it is not on Netflix if, if, if it's I've not looked. it's probably on YouTube I don't know find Thumbelina apparently like $7.99 and find the 
Eleven, Brandy and Whitney Houston Cinderella version. It will change your life. It will. Yes. If it hasn't already. <laughs> and if it has already, like pop it back in. It's always a good thing to just revisit in your life. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm one of those, um, you know, when, when people are giving you like life advice on like, um, on like the view, like in the morning, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. They do those little segments. It's like kitchen segments. And it's like, this is a thing that you should always have in your refrigerator. It's just a nice, easy thing <laughs> to have. Just, you know, when the kids are around and you just don't have a lot of time, you just whip it out, pop it in the microwave. And well, boom, anywho, since we're, not, since we're not on the view, if you want to actually get involved in our conversation, <laughs> you can leave a comment down below. You can send us an email if you have any suggestions of musical adaptations that we should review or you just want to say hey. Or if you like shout into the universe and we'll try to hear it. I mean, you, you can do that too. Or if you also think that there should be a black Evan Hansen, you can email us at sinkingboat, A-A-A, at gmail.com. But sinkingboat at A-A-A at gmail.com. Yeah. No, not at A-A-A. <laughs> no, I said A-A-A at gmail.com. I can't. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. We appreciate your existence in the universe. Yeah. We do. Bye. And for listening. Bye. Nothing is impossible. You're sure to do impossible things if you follow your heart. Your dreams will fly on magical wings when 